It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Got a lot of stuff, as always, that we're going to get into, including uh, the Atlanta Braves last night getting dealt a blow that I don't think is going to be uh, recoverable from. And I know people are saying, wow, Rob, you're, you're really going off the handle with just one move. But I'll explain to you why the uh, injury to uh, Braves ace Mike Soraka could end up destroying the Braves' chances in this 60-game season. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. Also, we've got uh, all kinds of other little things that are kind of, some of them have made me angry. I don't know, today's show is not going to be an anger show where I just rant and rave to the cows come home like a child. But there is some, uh, there are a couple things that we're going to talk about today that I just, I just kind of shake my head just a little bit. Just a little bit. But first, I have to bring you the biggest news story in the state right now as far as on the high school front. Lou Bajak from the state newspaper talked with me right before we came on the air today about Lexington County, and they uh, have kind of pulled out on the, the, pro, the idea for scheduling and moving baseball to the spring. This is a huge story. It's basically, I, I think that they looked at the hill and up at the hill and said, you know what, I don't think it's going to work. And I think with that, it ended up bothering, uh, not, I mean, I think that they thought that they could get something done with this new plan. And you know what, we have to think about um, when we look at this plan, you know, the first thing was is that, wow, they're not doing what the high school league told them to do. But I like the idea of people thinking outside the box. But I tell you what, it is interesting that none of this, uh, that they're, they didn't go right back at it with the plan that they had. So I interviewed Lou Bejak just a few minutes ago. Check out this quick interview with him to break down exactly what happened and where we go from here. We'll head out to the hotline and welcome in from the state newspaper, Lou Bejak. Friend of the program, Lou, thanks for joining us on the show today, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you having me on again. I uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, something you wrote a little bit earlier today about uh, the appeal process that was going on with Lexington County and how they wanted to do baseball in the spring. But it looks like they've kind of backed out of that and uh, as and, and they're not going to go to their, their next appeal meeting, right? Right. They could have uh, – they're under the – the way things were, uh, the appellate panel did not choose to vote on July 21st, instead pushing it back to August 10th. But um, that meeting won't uh, take place now as Lexington uh, officials let uh, the appellate panel know yesterday that they will not be appealing. Um, and they'll just, uh, they, they did a lot of research, talked to a lot of uh, uh, superintendents and ADs and coaches and um just thought it was best that to not have uh, people waiting and not a division that's kind of uh, that's gone along with this topic and just 
kind of let the high school league uh, kind of do their thing uh, and uh, go with the plan that's in place with the high school league, which is probably going to be modified, uh, I think, in the coming weeks. In the coming days, actually, there's an executive committee meeting uh, tomorrow, so we might see a pushback in, in the start of uh, official practice for fall sports. Uh, so with, with the Lexington County plan, it looks like that they were just kind of staring up a hill that they probably couldn't climb. Is that basically what it came down to? Well, I think they just didn't have all the support they needed. They had it from a lot of the football coaches, but a lot of the uh, other sports, the baseball and softball specifically, which they would have had to move uh, their season from the spring to to the fall. Uh, I don't think they were on board with that. So, yeah, they definitely had some hills and some uh, definite uh, issues uh, to get over. Um, in that plan. Now, for tomorrow, you said with that executive committee meeting tomorrow, we may know more about when actual fall practice can start? Yeah, officially. I mean, they're right now, summer workouts are still going on. Uh, they're in phase 1.5, which you can use a ball and bigger groups uh, up to 15. But right as of now, the official practice is scheduled to start August 17th. And then if there's no setbacks, uh, games, uh, football games will take place four weeks after that but what i'm hearing that uh likely to be pushed back maybe to august 31st so you wouldn't have a game until uh, late september uh, but still would be in the window that they have um uh, the schedule has been trimmed to seven games but uh, under this they could still you can get your seven games in and uh the playoffs and still be done in, in december uh, for folks that don't know can you tell us a little bit about what they're doing as far as testing for uh the young folks that are going out uh, for uh, to, to actually get started with the practice and the summer workouts and things like that. I mean, you're not. It's not like college or pros where you're testing. You're not. I mean, they're daily temperature checks uh, each day, and uh, basically, if you've been around people that tested positive, they ask you not to come to practice uh, or at least be isolated. Um, but if you feel in any symptoms, also don't come out. But there's no uh, testing protocol. Uh, in place by either the high school league or each individual schools that could change but i mean it's that's a big cost i mean to um i don't think they're testing students for when they come back so it's going to be interesting to see if there, there's a change in that or if uh any protocols will be put in place for that lou bajak from the state newspaper joins us this afternoon here on the rundown uh i think that uh we're Obviously, with with the executive committee meeting tomorrow, we'll know a lot more. But very interesting stuff with uh, Lexington County kind of dropping their plan and uh, and moving on a little bit. Lou, tell folks where they can find uh, your stuff and where they can follow you on Twitter. Uh, Lou at the state is the easiest way, and then uh, all our stuff's on our website at uh, uh, www.thestate.com. So. Uh, like I said, there's a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, tomorrow definitely will be interesting to see if uh, what other things uh, have to happen. I know they're going to talk about the attendance as well. Um, Governor McMaster said only 250 uh, allowed in the stands, but if the high school league needs to ask for a waiver to uh, increase the total of uh, people in the stands, assuming there's uh, sports and football this fall. Lou Bajak covering uh, sports around the state, but it seems more like you're just a coronavirus reporter because a lot of the stuff yeah. that you uh, come up with is about what uh, what we're doing as far as the virus goes. But uh, go subscribe at thestate.com and, of course, follow Lou and, and Ben Briner and, uh, and all the guys that are working over at the state 
Lou, once again, man, appreciate you joining us here on the rundown this afternoon. No problem, Rob. Appreciate you having me on. Lou Bazak from the state newspaper. We appreciate him as always. You know what? I There's one piece of that interview that I look back at and I'm like, wait, okay. So we're going to have these uh, these young folks going in on the high school level and they are not going to be tested. I I thought there was some sort of testing mechanism. That's why we have Lou on with us to uh, help correct my silly butt because sometimes I get mi- mixed up. I'm just being honest. You know, here's the big thing with all of this, though. I, for me, as of right now, it would be hard for me to tell my kid to go play football for in high school. I mean, simple as that. It'd be tough. There's no way to, to check with the testing. There's just nothing. So you're basically sending your kid out to do things right now that I don't know if it's necessarily what you, uh, and I know people are going to get upset with me and they're going to talk about, okay, the coronavirus, this, and there's a lot of people that don't believe in the coronavirus and, and I get that. But the reality is, is that you're asking your kid to go out onto a field and swap fluids with other people. I mean, it's as simple as that. The governor has the whole mandate where you can't go outside of a restaurant and you have to wear a mask going into somewhere to get something to eat unless you're actively eating. Okay, so there's that. But for me right now, I kind of want to push the pause button a little bit. And that's why I kind of like the Lexington County plan, because it moved football into the spring and then we could actually have baseball and softball in the fall, which would kind of, to me, those are sports where you don't have full contact. Uh, I, I'm just kind of, I, wow, that decision's kind of crazy. Speaking of which, big news from the SEC, they just announced on their website that they are pushing back um, the, the walkthroughs push the, their walkthrough or their, the start of training camp back to August the 17th. So from the SEC, they said from August 7th to 16th, schools are permitted to conduct up to 14 hours per week of strength and conditioning meetings and walkthroughs. Beginning August 17th and until the opening game, schools are allowed 25 practices with a limit of 20 hours per week of practice time. A five-day acclimatization period is required with two days in helmets only, two days in shells, and the fifth day in full pads. Schools be required to provide student-athletes a minimum of two days off each week until the week before the first game of the season. So big news there from the SEC that kind of pushed their stuff back a little bit. And with that, they uh, move everything back. Now they've yet to announce their finalized schedule. That's something that across the country that I'm looking at and I'm wondering, when are we going to have, we we seen different things today about, or yesterday about the, um, the schedules should be out today for the ACC is what, what uh, you know, I was told yesterday by several different folks. That didn't happen. Now we're hearing that the SEC moves their stuff up a little bit. So, with that, with the move to August 17th, it looks like you're going to, 
you're going to have a setup where the SEC may not have their first set of games until way after Labor Day. You know, the ACC says their target's September 7th. The SEC may, uh, according to this, the start of the SEC season was also pushed back to Saturday, September the 26th. Now, with that, you're essentially giving, if the ACC can get their stuff together, if they can have games on the the 7th, then in theory they're going to we're going to have basically the start of the season at uh on the 7th for the ACC and then 19 days later we'll start with the SEC if that's what I'm reading correctly I wish that everybody could get together and come up with a plan that was best for everybody and not what the SEC needs not what the ACC needs or the Big 12 or the Pac 10 or whatever I wish that everybody could get together and have one set plan. The Big 12 last night said, hey, we're doing a nine, nine and one option. That's great. But let's all have a plan where we're doing the same thing. That way it's uniform across the board. Get the uh, the commissioners of each conference together, put the, lock them in a room, feed them pizza for a couple of days, and tell them until you come with a plan that's good for everybody, you don't get to come out. That's kind of where I'm at with this on that front. It's just weird that everybody is so cutthroat on this. You know, the ACC wants to have their rivalry games but only have them in state. The SEC, like, we don't want to do anything with the ACC. We don't want to do anything with anybody else. We'll just play our conference games. It's not what's in the best interest of the actual college football front, much less the students. You think they really care about the students? No. They care about how many people we can get in the stands, how much money we can generate, how can we fulfill our TV contract. That's all they care about. I, I truly believe that. It's frustrating when you step back and look at it for just a little bit because generally the last thing that you read in any article that you'll find just about anywhere is going to be about the students. The first thing you'll read is, will we have football season? The second thing will be, about rivalries and everything else. The third thing will be about, can we get the TV revenue? Can we uh, afford scholarships if we move everything to the spring? That's where you're at. They don't care about you. It's the old George Carlin bit. They don't care about you. To be honest, they don't care about you as fans either. The only thing they want from you as a fan is your money. Simple as that. 803-978-978. 1832 is the number to call. Uh, we can talk about that. We can also talk about the, the stuff that Lou Bajak was talking about with students going back to practice in high school and not being uh, tested for the coronavirus. Look, I understand that it's a high cost for a lot of people. And, and, and I get that. But... On the same token, I think that there has to be something there. You know? I know, for example, here at, at the uh, the iHeartMedia studios, if I walk into the hall, I have to have a mask on. There, there are only, I work out of basically two studios. This studio that I'm in now and a studio across the hall. 
Nobody else goes into those studios. So when I'm in those studios, I can have my mask off. Okay? And I can walk across the hall. There is no one in this building today but me. Now, I tell you that because that shows you how serious that my company is taking it. But on the other hand, we've got, we're going to put some folks out there and have them play high school football. I'm not saying you should suspend the season, but if I'm a parent, I want some testing done. I mean, seriously. They can work something out. Lou Bezak was telling us that, hey, if you've been around someone with the COVID, don't bother, uh, they tell them, don't bother to come to practice. If I'm a young high school player and I'm trying to secure my spot on the team, you think I'm going to tell somebody if my brother's got a runny nose and may have a shot at uh, you know testing positive for the coronavirus? No, they're not going to say anything. Why would they do that? You're asking people to uh, put themselves in a position to fail. And I feel bad about it. I do. So would you have your kids playing high school ball right now? That's one of the big questions we'll have this afternoon at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate the folks watching on Facebook. Um, you can find us on, just look for the Rundown with Rob page. If you are friends with me on Facebook, you can uh, see it there as well. So go and check that out. Um, folks can comment over there in the chat room. Appreciate everybody that uh, watches that show, every, the show every day. And what's weird is I leave the show up. So like at night, you can watch it later on. Some guy tells me that he watches the show at his, at his night job. But you can listen to the podcast if you don't want to watch my, uh, my pumpkin-like head at um, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just look for The Rundown with Rob Sanders. You can catch the interview we did with Lou Bajak from the state newspaper. When we come back, we'll talk about the Atlanta Braves. We've got some other stuff we're going to get into. Also, it could be a big day for Southern Conference teams. Could we have the Citadel, Furman, all those guys, could they be playing football this season or not? We're waiting on a, a ruling on that. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to The Rundown this afternoon. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Feel free to call us and uh, if you want to talk about the, uh, the high school portion of what we were talking about today. 803-978-1832. You can interact with the show on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Look at me like hitting the big I words there. You would never know that I had a stroke years ago and like bit half my tongue off. I can say words like interact and move them together with other words. Very proud of myself for that. Anyway, not to pat myself on the back too much today. Jimmy on Facebook Live says when we were going to public school, we had to have proof that we were vaccinated against whatever. Why wouldn't you require COVID testing by the individual student-athletes? I'll tell you why, Jimmy. Because it costs money, and they don't have that money to spend. That's why. Now, you could go with, what about the parents? Why can't the parents pay for a test? Yes, that's a very, very, very good thing there, too. But then there'll be people that'll tell you, oh, Rob, 
I don't have the money for the test. Yeah, there's that too. So basically what I'm stringing all of this together with is that maybe we should have done what Lexington County wanted to do. Why not move the football games to the spring? Just saying. That makes a lot more sense. Angie says, my daughters are smart and level-headed. I would leave the decision to play their sports up to them. I know football has a lot of blood, sweat, spit, etc., but basketball is right behind. I give you that. But you know what? Basketball season doesn't start until like uh, October, November. Not being disrespectful to you, Angie, but that's just the way that it is, to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's interesting in that we are talking about should these kids be tested or not. Uh, it's, it's interesting, to say the least. If you want to respond, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to join us here on the rundown. See, I, I'm on a different front with this. In high school sports, you are it's an extracurricular activity. Now, I understand that there's lots of guys that uh, and lots of guys, girls that can turn their high school career in to um, a college offer. So and that's great. But the reality is, I think that when I really stop and think about it, it's an extracurricular activity. And as an extracurricular activity, if we have to move it around a little bit, we move it around. I'd much rather have the conversation with a parent if I'm an athletic director or a coach or whatever that it would be easier for me to have a conversation of, look, we're not doing this season because of the coronavirus I or, or the other conversation of, hey, something happened to your son and he's like uh, the Boston Red Sox reliever that the coronavirus enlarged his heart and it may keep him out for a long period of time. I don't want to have to have that conversation. I'd rather have the parents angry with me over the idea that I'm doing what I think is best to keep their kids from getting harmed in an extracurricular activity. Simple as that. Now, if we're going to the college ranks, you're going to say that I'm being hypocritical with this, but the reality is is that these kids sign on to play college football. They sign... uh, basically a contract that they're going to suit up for the university. Now, as far as the university goes, I think they should pay for any damages that come from the coronavirus if they're going to have them out there participating in these sports. It's a completely different thing in high school, though. It's an extracurricular activity. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you'd like to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, of course, the big story, Lexington County's plan of playing baseball in the fall. They've uh, pulled out of their appeal. So it looks like we're going to go with what the high school league wants to do. Also, with the SEC, they announced today big stuff with uh, their, their fall sports in that fall practice cannot get truly underway until August 17th, until the opening game with 25 practices allowed. Uh, The big thing about that, though, that's interesting is the start of the SEC season was also pushed back to Saturday, September the 26th. Why is that important? 
because from what we've gathered from the ACC, they're talking about starting their season on September the 7th. So we may have ACC games for the, uh, what, almost three weeks, 19 days, basically. They're talking about September the 7th. Boy, looking at this, if I'm in the ACC and I know that I'm going to have everybody's attention, which, by the way, everybody and their brother will be watching whatever kind of football is out there. Let's make sure that we understand that. But if I'm the ACC, I'm going to put my cherry matchups up first. I, 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 why not? Why not put your North Carolina-Notre Dame matchup on Labor Day? Wouldn't make a lot of sense. 803-978-1832. If you're going to do it and you're going to you're going to hang your uh hang yourself out there a little bit and you're going to start on the 7th, that seems like the proper thing to do. Go ahead and have some of your marquee matchups early. Get people hooked on what you got. 803-978-1832 still taking calls and comments. Got a couple comments on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good about uh playing high school football this coming season, no testing. That's interesting, according to Lou Bazak from the state newspaper. Angie says that usually these viruses get worse in the winter. She might be right. At this point with the coronavirus, though, I I, I don't know anything. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but you hear so much different stuff every day, you really don't know what to believe. I do believe in the amount of people that are dying and the people that are getting sick. I do know that when I got it, it was absolutely miserable. But we'll take your calls, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We've got some other things we're getting into today. The Atlanta Braves, a huge injury last night that could affect them uh, big time. And not just because they lost their ace, because the rest of their staff is in a world of trouble, in my opinion. So we'll get into that this afternoon, as well as several other little things. You know, I think that this season is going to be interesting in the front of college coaches. And what I mean by that is, is that I think a lot of coaches that were going into a make-it-or-break-it type year uh, they're going to get a f- basically a free pass. And I know people are like, but they're dealing with it. Yeah, I get it. But the reality is, is that some of these folks that are coaching right now, they are definitely, in my opinion, coaching for their job. And if they go out this season and they don't do very well and they have 10 conference games and they go 2-8, and eight, they probably should be shown the door. But they won't be. And a lot of it's got to do with the fact that everyone is getting, I'm calling it the Corona Pass. The Corona Pass gives you basically a season where you don't have to do anything. Simple as that. You don't have to put up good numbers because of the coronavirus. You have to put up good numbers because of the coronavirus. Yep. I think that's uh, how you have to look at it with you could throw Will Muschamp into the mix. Derek Mason also should be in the mix from uh, from Vandy. But I think that at this point, that's kind of where you are. 
you are at the point of, hey, it doesn't really matter as long as we just need somebody to head up the front now and then later on we'll, we'll evaluate what you're doing. Just, I wish that I had more positive news today. I really do. Try, uh, tomorrow I will not be negative. Tomorrow on the show, Eric Wilson will join us. Coach Wilson, the former Gamecock assistant, he's going to talk to us about uh, the idea of what's going to happen on the front of our offense is going to have issues at the line of scrimmage with audibles. Can defenses pick up stuff quicker? Uh, are they able to try to figure out what the offense is doing simply because they can pick up on the snap count, et cetera? All of that we'll get into tomorrow with Coach Eric Wilson. And we'll talk a, a little bit about uh, just some X's and O's. Coach Wilson does great stuff with us, man. We appreciate him uh, checking out the uh, the program and uh, and spend some time with us. So Eric Wilson tomorrow joins us to, uh, to talk some X's and O's. So it won't be all negative tomorrow. All right, we'll talk about the Atlanta Braves. When we come back, you're listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app last night. By the way, if you followed my page last night, the blog page, Fox Sports Radio 1400, keyword Rob up at the top, you would have uh, seen the write-up that I had and, uh, and the actual video of the injury for Mike Soroka for the Soroka. Soroka, Rob, not Soroka. For the Atlanta Braves. Basically, Soroka took a step towards first base in the third inning of the Braves' loss to the Mets, snapping a five-game losing, a winning streak by the Braves. And he uh, basically planted and ruptured his Achilles tendon. So he is done for the season. Reports out today, he'll have surgery in about a week. Hopefully, that, that was um, his plant foot. So it's going to take a lot to, uh, to come back from that. And uh, we hope that... Uh, Soroka will be Soroka, Rob. Will be able to uh, to be back on the mound at some point. Hopefully, this isn't something that can end his career really uh, with just one play, which is really sad. But here's the thing, though: the Atlanta Braves generally are built on the promise of starting pitching, and it's always they always have a lot of bats, enough bats to to do some damage. They can always use a corner outfielder generally, and they can always use bullpen help, okay? But the Braves are interesting. By the way, today is uh, Soroka's 23rd birthday. Happy birthday, sir. Here's a surgery. Poor guy. Just sad. But here's the thing with the Braves. Now you've got issues with the pitching staff. Yeah. The big thing is, is that at the beginning of the season, we thought that the Braves were going to have uh, Cole Hamels. He was going to be a guy that came in and ate up a bunch of innings. Yeah, he hasn't pitched yet. In fact, I don't know if he's going to pitch this season. It would not surprise me if he said, you know what? I don't think I want to play. At this point. So the Braves were down a pitcher anyway at the start there. And then all of a sudden, they uh, have some issues with Mike Fultonavich. Fultonavich was basically cut last week as he was DFA'd 
and he was a guy that was throwing like 93 mile an hour fastballs and his fastball dipped down to like 86, 87. So he lost all of his velocity. So he's gone. So that's two guys that were in your five-man rotation. Bye-bye. See you later. Then it comes back to, all right, well, we've still got uh, Freed, and we've still got our buddy on the um, the gentleman that got hurt yesterday, Soraka. Soroka. There we go. And then Soroka goes out and blows out his Achilles. So now you're putting on the Braves uh, on the Braves rotation now. It's not looking very good. They could bring up prospect Ian Anderson, but he's just got five games of AAA experience. I don't know how great he's going to be. You could bring up Bryce Wilson. Tyler Matzik has 24 starts with Colorado back like seven years ago. You could go with him. But... With that, you know what the Braves need to do? In my opinion, first of all, go and get Fultonavich and work with this guy a little bit. I know that everybody's like, man, they they just let him go. Well, he's looking for a place to play right now. And I know that he he was throwing beach balls up there, and it looked like he wasn't uh, even remotely going to see the field again. But... I would do my best to bring this guy in and let him try to even some stuff out. But I'll tell you what they miss. They are missing Julio Teheran. You know, Julio Teheran caught a lot of grief from Atlanta fans because I think he was like 14 and 12 or something like that. But it's, man, they miss that now. A guy that can go out and possibly pick you up a win. Now, there are Braves fans that are out there saying, well, why don't we just put together uh, Tuki Tosat and Austin Riley and whoever, and we'll ship them to the Mets, and then they'll send us Jake DeGrom. Okay, you haven't watched much baseball in your time. The Mets will not do that. The Braves are going to have to give up something, or they're going to have to start the major league clock early with one of these guys that's uh, down on the farm. Simple as that. Uh, This could not happen at a worse time for the Atlanta Braves. Now, right now, they're 11 games into the 60-game season. They are, what, 7-4? and Okay? So, they were were on pace to be like 42-18. and Yeah, with this pitching staff, I just don't see it happening. I don't have a whole lot of faith in what the Atlanta Braves pitching staff is putting out there right now. So, if you got an idea that you think could help the Braves, that doesn't involve sending off pieces of one player here, one player there that the Braves don't really, uh, or you as a fan don't really want, feel free to call and help me out. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, I personally think that it is a mess. It's an absolute mess. And I think that if the Braves are going to want to compete in this 60-game set, they're going to have to figure something out. But I think the first call should be to Mike Fultonavich. 
just my opinion. He knows the team that he's already been accepted within the play uh, uh, within the uh, the clubhouse. You know, he, he seemed to get his stuff together when he went to the minor leagues last year and then came back, and then all of a sudden he blows uh, blows the NL champion or the NL division series with the Cardinals. The guy's got an electric arm. But for some reason, he has games where he just throws like he's lost his mind. So I don't know what the deal is going to be with the Braves pitching staff, but Mike fulton should be the first call. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, what uh, you know. I mentioned earlier with the ACC possibly saying they're going to start their season on September the 7th. If they're going to do that, then my idea of what they should be doing as far as scheduling goes, yeah, we'll talk about that and... A lot more on the rundown, of course, right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Appreciate the folks watching on Facebook. Also, you can download the podcast. Uh, shout out to the folks that messaged me over the weekend about the podcast. Hilarious. The way you message me is through Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. And a lot of it is, I can't believe you said this dumb stuff on Tuesday. And then I have to sit and think about what dumb thing did you say on the air on Tuesday, Rob? What was that? It's like one of those things I just kick back and I'm like, hmm, what stupid did I say today? I don't remember. (laughs) Then I just politely respond, okay, sorry I said that. I'll try to fix it when I'm in the show next week. But I'll give you my ideas on what I think the ACC should do. Labor Day, uh, I'll give you the Rob plan. If we're going to start games on Labor Day, which is what the ACC put out there that they wanted to do. You want to get the jump on the SEC, this is the way to do it. My plan makes sense, in theory anyway. So I'm going to put this plan up on my blog page. But I'll go over and check out the blog page now anyway. You can read stories about uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, how he bought the XFL. Uh, also, full updates on Mike Soraka, Soroka and his injury. I'm going to get it right eventually. And we're going to have uh, other stuff that we'll uh, put up throughout the afternoon and evening. For some reason, I like to blog late at night. Either way, go and check it out. It's at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. My idea for the ACC, if they're listening, and I'm sure they are, what you should do on the scheduling front, since you're going to have basically a big jump there on the SEC, I'll give you my games that they should be playing on Labor Day and how – they could make it all about them and just basically have a huge TV show of nothing but ACC games on on Labor Day. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app, ladies and gentlemen, I normally help out folks that uh, that need some help putting on my Superman cape. Even though I'm a very, I'm not like the tallest guy in the world, so I end up stepping on it half the time. But 
with my Superman cape today, here is what we should do if we were the ACC and we're getting a jump pretty much on everybody else. Now, I'm doing this from the perspective that, from what we read today, that everyone is pretty much setting up their schedule to start on September the 26th. The SEC, the Pac-12, not sure what the Big 12 is going to do. But in the interest of just the ACC, because they are scheduled to start their season between September 7th and September the 12th. September the 7th, by the way, is, if my uh, I'm reading my stuff correctly here, is Labor Day. So with that, what I would do if I were the ACC is I would get with my TV network and I would do the following. You have to have a big game on that Sunday, uh, or excuse me, since you're not going to start until the 7th. Here's what I would do. That day, I would have three matchups that I think would draw a lot of interest. Now, the first matchup that I would have, I'd go at high noon. And the reason that I would go at high noon is that way people can have this on while they're having their barbecue, whatever. The first matchup that I would go with would pit Louisville, if my uh, numbers are correct here, on the road at Pitt. Now, you're telling me, Rob, why would you go with that? Because I think that game has the potential of being sneaky good because Pitt brings back a lot of great pass rushers, and we're going to see how good this Louisville offense is really quick. Now, I can talk that up as an ESPN talking head could and make you kind of want to watch that matchup, but it doesn't matter. Do you know why? Because everybody and their brother is going to watch that matchup anyway because it'll be the only football game that's on. Once that game's over at 4 o'clock, then I would transition into the Clemson matchup because you want your best team there. Uh, you could argue having, having Clemson in prime time, but I like the idea of Clemson matching up early in the afternoon and putting Clemson into their game on the road at Virginia Tech because that is one of the, the top power uh, – one of the top teams in the Coastal against Clemson. Lots of different uh, interesting matchups you could have. I still think Clemson wins big, but I like the idea of having Clemson right there. Then that night, you show off your brand-new member of the conference. You will have Notre Dame as they will be on the road at North Carolina. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, on Labor Day night, People will be watching and losing their minds as uh, you will have Notre Dame in their first matchup against North Carolina, um, one of the teams that is definitely in the mix to win the Coastal and the team that is predicted to be second in the Atlantic. That way, you don't do Clemson-Notre Dame at the start of the season because you have that for later on, a little bit later on down the line, Okay. I think that is the absolute best way to go. Now, you could go with uh, North Carolina playing Florida State. You could start with them early in the day. But I just like the Pitt-Louisville matchup because of uh, Coach Satterfield. I think that would be good. But North Carolina earlier in the day. And then you could move Notre Dame later on that night to play. You could have them playing Louisville. They've already played them once last season. But in my model, 
that would make the most sense. And if you're going to get that big of a jump on the SEC, that's the way to do it. And everybody else. Pac-12, what have you. According to the NCAA website, some of the games currently scheduled for August the 29th, which is like a week beforehand, do you really want to watch any of these games? Raise your hand if you do. Nevada and UC Davis. Uh-uh. East Carolina and Marshall. Oklahoma and Missouri State. Kansas and Southern Illinois. Texas State and SMU. You know, I'm sure I want to watch as much football as I can because uh, I don't know how long it's going to be able to go before coronavirus attacks teams. But I tell you what, I don't think I'd watch very many of those matchups. I think I, I mean, you'd watch just for the football aspect of it. But the reality is, is that those matchups aren't very good. Oklahoma and I guess, I guess I would watch, if you made me watch, I'd watch East Carolina and Marshall. As if you tell me, hey, pick out the one game that you would, you'd want to watch. But my idea for the ACC works the best. You have Clemson and Notre Dame play not on on the same day, but not play each other. Put North Carolina out there. Have North Carolina um, host Notre Dame. Notre Dame opens up on the road. They're your your new conference member. They get the uh, the night the primetime lights, but they're led in with Clemson. You know, you could even go Clemson Florida State at the beginning of the season. Why not? There's lots of different things you could do, but I know a lot of folks are on the camp of. Man, I don't want to have that Clemson, or I'd like to have that Clemson-Notre Dame game. That'd be great. Yeah, and that, that hits you a home run there. But you take your two best teams then, and you almost essentially eliminate one of them from uh, the postseason in a matter of just one game. So I like the idea of spreading it out just a little bit. We'll have a couple minutes. We can take calls on that at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I like the idea of if you're going to do something, I'd have some great matchups on tap up front. And with that, you know, you have two weekends after that, basically, to get the SEC uh, a jump on them and the Pac-12 and just about everybody else. So you could have some of these other matchups and have one really good matchup that you could put on primetime under the lights every weekend. The problem with this, though, is that starting this early is that towards the end of the season, you're out of games. Yep, you're going to run into that, too. You may have a weekend where none of the ACC teams play. There could be that, unless they do the scheduling just right. But you know what? We wouldn't have to be dealing with this at all if someone would have the, uh, the satchel I could use that word on the air, to basically put together something that everybody can use, and it's uniform across the board. That should be the way it should be, but it's not. You can thank your conference commissioners for that. The guys that want to be the biggest guy in the room, but they can't get together and accomplish anything. We need a, we need a real, like, real big-time negotiator that can put all of them together. I don't know who it could be. Insert whoever into the mix and have them figure out a uniform plan across the board that makes the most sense for, first of all, the student-athletes and then everyone else. What's best for each 
you know, league, what's best for each team, etc. Work that out. All right, tomorrow on the show, Coach Eric Wilson, we talk X's and O's. Looking forward to that as uh, he will join us and talk a little bit about uh, my big thing is what are offenses going to do where, you know, they don't have the, the crowd there to uh, to basically, you know, shield a lot of what they're doing. And it does make a difference when you go from playing in front of 80,000 people to playing in front of basically no one. Yeah. That could be a problem. So we'll talk to Coach Wilson about that, and he may tell me it's something simple. But we'll get uh, his thoughts on that and uh, what he thinks about the high school front as far as uh, young people playing, playing high school sports during the middle of a pandemic with no testing. More of the rundown tomorrow. Thanks for checking us out. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400.